live. Uh, we're here 8.30 a.m. on August 2nd, 2022. This is the show where we're taking a whole bunch of artificial intelligence and we're bringing you insights on how that AI model is viewing the market to come. Today, we're going to be looking at the back half of earnings for this week. Uh, yesterday, we were looking at Monday and Tuesday for earnings releases. Um, we've got a couple surprises. Um, Pinterest coming out being extremely positive. Now, Pinterest uh, just knocked me out a little bit because I'm Snap coming out and having such weakness in digital advertising and then coming out and seeing Meta's struggles with advertising. Google's been doing fine. But they're kind of the the digital advertising premium name, right? Pinterest coming out and being so strong shocked me. I don't know about you, Tyler. Yeah, and and I guess we should have seen the writing on the wall. There uh, there has been some some hedge fund buying. I believe it was Elliot in in the name. Um, generally, when things like that happen, the the game is afoot, Trebek. Um, but but that's just it's it's one of those things about that's that's what makes markets beautiful right there's there's so many other ways to move price other than just predicting fundamentals right i think we've been seeing some pretty big buying in uh in the call space and pinterest going into earnings um and now now we kind of have your why um yeah it's pretty interesting congratulations to the call buyers um that's definitely you know one we weren't we weren't involved in um you know wish we were but on to the next they're uh, they're up pre market eighteen percent right now. I know right when they released yesterday, they were up twenty two, twenty three percent. So they are sinking a little bit coming into the open today. Definitely not something that I would buy right now to try to catch that after win. But um, yeah, that that was an opportunity. I, I'm grateful. So I, I've been mixing in this week not just earnings but also just um, trades based on Folico's uh, model. Uh, of, of equity price prediction model. Uh, and so that has been working out well for me. Uh, I think that those two things working in tandem are catching different parts of what's happening in the market. So I think that's a really positive thing to be mixing those together. Um, but Tyler, what are you seeing for Monday, Tuesday and trends that we've been seeing with our earnings call the, this week and last week? It's been kind of a mixed bag. It's it's really the, we've been at the mercy of market directionality uh, here. For example, Caterpillar, I believe, posted some pretty solid earnings this morning and is, and is getting, uh, you know, dropped. I think it's it's down about 4% here. So it's it's getting the numbers right by themselves has not necessarily pretended, you know, good, good profitable trades necessarily because you're, you're in the hands of of the directionality of the market in addition to the earnings gods. So that's that's something that's been a bit frustrating for us. Uh, the good news here, it looks like the first trade of the week, the LSCC short is going to open red. Um, we will we will see how red by the open, but it, it, after an initial 2% uh, pop, it's given all that back and, and then some. So we'd like to see that. Um, you know, this is another week where we're generally bearish semiconductors. So let's, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that, how that turns out. We'll, we're also going to be, um, we were bearish on, and then we're your bearish uh, microchip here uh, after the close um, today. Tyler, it seems like to me, the bar has been lowered for big tech companies. Uh, if you're in this club of you are part of the new big tech company group, and I think Fang has been completely reshuffled. So Meta is out. Netflix is out. But Alphabet, Microsoft is is part of the new, the new club. Uh, Amazon, Apple, 
certainly these four tickers, it doesn't, it, it almost didn't matter what they came out with and said. Microsoft coming out and saying, oh, yeah, foreign currency, still a, a real big headwind for us. Uh, earnings down, not what we predicted. Uh, but the market didn't care. Meanwhile, Walmart's going out and doing everything they can to be transparent and honest, and they just are, are getting shellacked out of that. And and it's it's a lot of excess inventory from people overbuying on on the supply crunch. But at the same time, it has been difficult to navigate. I mean, even if even if you're calling the earnings right directionally, it's difficult to navigate the reaction to that. And that is is very interesting to me. It's it's almost like there's a club of in and out. Yeah, and yes, I, I think that's that's right. And like we were talking about uh, off off air yesterday, what is your definition of tech? The definition of tech changes. Is it the stuff in the ARC portfolio? Is it quote innovative tech? Is it? It's not the stuff in the ARC portfolio. <laughs> is it Fang tech? Is it software? Is it semis? Like yeah, what by tech? What do you mean exactly? And and I think that is is a big. Uh, going to be a big thing going forward is is making sure that when tech does bounce you're long the right tech because i wouldn't be surprised to see some of these names that were were former leaders and high flyers to be kind of left trampled in our wake here while we give birth to to new leaders and and you know uh, different leaders as as well so that'll be interesting to watch is you know what do you mean by tech is really the question so I have a I have a running theory, and I do want to present this today because I've been doing some research over the past 24 hours to get my mind around a little bit of the phenomena happening right now. And I think that what it is is cloud technologies have proven to be one of the most resilient forces happening in a chaotic market. And so companies with large exposures or assets in the cloud space are really winning out. Uh, Apple is outside of that theory. You know, they're not really too invested in the cloud piece, but at the same time, a lot of their products have been surviving quite well. So I think cloud is holding up well, but I see a really strong headwind facing these companies. I think that this is going to be the decade of antitrust. I, I think that we're starting to see some more boldness on stopping more and more acquisitions. And historically, these big cloud names, Amazon, Microsoft, Google, which, by the way, I'm currently employed by Microsoft. So I want to be very transparent on that. I love Microsoft as a company. Fantastic. But we're talking stocks here, just numbers. Um, they're appetite to consume in order to grow is insatiable, but I don't know if this is going to be the right environment for that going forward. So I see antitrust being a barrier to continued innovative growth through acquisition over the next decade. That's a real problem for these companies. I think about uh, how Google and, and Microsoft and Amazon have really grown. Uh, it's through acquisitions and now Amazon's coming after the next big healthcare uh, provider. They, they've they been trying to disrupt as many industries as possible, but they've failed by and large. Now they think they're going to do it with this latest acquisition. Uh, but at the same, at some point that, that pipeline, that, that faucet of acquisition is going to dry up. I don't, I don't see how these companies can continue to grow at the pace they have been through that method. Tyler thoughts on that. Yeah, it, it, it would, it would seem that that new levers would certainly need to be pulled. Um, that the what worked the last five years and what got investors excited, I think, is kind of run its course. So we're going to have to get something else to be excited about. And that's that's one of the things I think about in terms of what stock should I be looking to kind of buy and hold for the next repair and, and intermediate bull market. And, and that's really what I'm what I'm struggling for is what's the next thing we've we've paid some decent lip service to biotech here, you know, a health health related technologies are, are, you know, certainly in the next 10 years, but like, 
what else? That's that's really been a struggle for me is what what does the next five years look like in terms of of new innovation as opposed to previous innovators just kind of bolting some Frankenstein stuff on it, if that makes sense. So we'll we'll see how that all works out. Um, to segue, we don't see a lot of growth in a lot of these companies this week. Nice segue. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and again, so we have we have MGM, which we spoke about yesterday. Casino, casinos are improving uh, somewhat. That's a pretty tidy beat there. Um, Clorox, which also makes sense, would be a defensive. Um, but the rest of these, not so good, man. I mean, I'll, I'll I'll tell you that I did see some recovery in the health scores in in Under Armour, and uh, I believe that's Toyota as well as Moderna, which is why I'm not pitching it as a short, even though we have a, a pretty nasty combo there, but I just don't, uh, I want to observe this one, especially because it's, it's a bit more of a funky name. Um, but generally speaking, not good. Robinhood, not good. eBay, not good. Uh, Melly, not good. Um, what does it say to you that MGM is up and Wynn is down? I think, well, Top of my head, that's the the U.S. China differential potentially, um, and that's my best idea. But I'm 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 not I'm not necessarily sure. I'd, I'd have to look into what the nuances between the two of them are. I know they they both control high end casinos and operators. Maybe it's because MGM also uh, controls some some low end uh, properties as well. Maybe we like that that but uh you know I'm, I'm not gonna say with any with any certainty but i definitely do think it's interesting that we have mgm outperforming win and that's something we like to see because we like to see relative strength we like to see things stick out amongst unimpressive you know a basket of unimpressive stocks we want to see the the one stand out and shine um and, and that's certainly in this case mgm um but aside from that again not a not a great picture for this for for uh this is tomorrow. Though, and now that? we started talking about this yesterday. I want to reiterate today. We are seeing bearishness on China exposure left and right in the models. Like that's that's right now just a, a poison pill for companies being exposed to that. I think that Boeing, if you want to look for tickers that are highly exposed to that mess, Boeing is going to be a big one as China is considering whether or not to be going with uh, French produced planes or, or Boeing contracts, right? Uh, which China's already committed to. It's already been priced into the cash flow. So if they uh, co go back on those contracts, that's going to be a huge problem for Boeing. But right now it's a political football. And so Boeing's future, and 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 it's kind of gross how much they're sucking up to the CCP right now in order to get those contracts going through. I hate over and over and over again, US companies sucking up to the CCP trying to get these contracts out. There's nothing wrong with China. Great people, great place, but economically and government wise, they've got a few difficulties they've got to work through in order to uh, in order to see continued growth. And so I get worried about that kind of exposure. And I do think that that is dragging wind down quite a bit. By the way, mysteriously, yesterday, when we were talking about this, my internet froze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, yes, they did. They threw you off the air for your for your insolence yesterday. <laughs> So one I will point out, and this is just the old rage trader in me. So TW down here is TradeWeb. 
That is a, uh, it's a, it's a fixed income trading platform, e-platform. Given all the volatility in bonds, I wouldn't be surprised to see that number be a little better. Uh, it's not something I'm, I, I don't, given the technical, the, the technical shape of this chart, I'm going to leave it alone. But I just, you know, uh, my, my trader lizard brain says there's, there's some potential for upside there. Uh, this has been as, as good a year for, for bond market making as, uh, you know, as there has been. So that's just something to, to now we'll say this either in the interest of, of just being really out in front of it, uh, our models this quarter have been too bearish. Uh, yes. My have been big winners. My puts have been half and half uh, on the basis of these models. So does that mean that we need to give a little bit of leeway to companies? Uh, and if so, which companies? Yeah, that's, again, we were talking about this before the show, but that, that's that's something that I think um, has has muddied the waters on, on some of our calls. For example, trading earnings on FedWeek. Very difficult to do because whatever the reaction to the, the the fed move is is really going to muddy the earnings reaction i.e if if the market's doing well and uh, a name reports some some suboptimal earnings that might get forgiven in the context of an overall market rally so that's that's the thing that that is the the final piece of the puzzle for this is just making sure when you're entering these trades um you think about positioning. That's something we, we talk about all the time is how are people positioned into it? It's not enough to, to get the number right. We need to know how they're going to react and a, and a way to figure out how they're going to react is to figure out where their pain points are and, and, and how they're, they're positioned. Um, so yes, in, in a, if, if we do see the market rolling back over any upside earnings trades we have here will probably be muted and the ones on the downside will probably have have more leeway i.e there are scenarios where companies beat earnings and they sell them anyhow and that and that works out in our favor so caterpillar. if cat exactly caterpillar so we'll, we'll we'll see how that works given folico data is still so bearish i have to give it some leash on the on the bearish side i i, I think that's the only the only appropriate thing to do here um, even given the good market move off the bottom, I think, you know, a part of being sy systematic and programmatic is you stick with the, you, you know, you never run away from the offense, right? So that's, that's what we're doing here. We, we believe in our stuff. We believe in our models um, and, and we're going to keep fine tuning and working through them to the extent that we can further increase risk reward. By the way, uh, if you deep dive into follicle data, um, we are seeing this as a, a bear market rally uh, and one that's not going to be sustained. So I think it's since uh, early July, if not late June, market's been charging upward back up to what, 43 now. Um, our data we're, has that. We're at like 40, we're at 41. Yeah, we had talked about 43 as the, as the short target. Okay. Yep. Um, so something to keep in mind. Um, and I, I think that the Fed is is pretty determined to get us down below four again. So I think they're doing everything they can. Uh, and in that environment, it's just not something I want to bet on. Uh, Wall Street Journal put out the other day, um, retail investors are really going all into those uh, big tech names that we talked about just now, the the new, uh, the new Fang. Um, and whenever retail is piling in, it makes me nervous uh, in big numbers, right? Unless you're a Folico subscriber. Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah. All right. So for August, what do we got? So for Thursday, we have two trades and a bunch of thoughts. So if I, if I can just jump right to the trades, if anybody from Restream's watching, I will pay you good money to share two screens at once, I promise. So we have two trades here. The first one is going to be Eli Lilly. Hmm. So this is, this is a tier two trade. I don't like the fact that that line is, the earnings power is flat, but we have to bet on a, on a reversion there. We, we just have to, I'll be, I uh, bought the 330 puts for, for eight uh, yesterday for, for record keeping purposes. Um, you know, we, we, we just see mean reversion here. We see a, you know, a, a small miss as well. And in terms of technical location, this is a good spot to short it from. So this is, this is one that has our interest. It's, it's, uh, probably my second best idea for the day because my first best idea Yikes. Mm. So that's that's monster. It's um, interesting that both of these are, are looking the same between Eli Lilly and Monster is that what you have, the divergence doesn't come from a shifting earnings power. The divergence is coming from just a stock price that has charged upward without earning it. And we got a lot of that. That's there's a lot of and I mean this this one has turned up more recently, Moderna, but I generally saw when I was going through this, I saw a lot of, of earnings power that was negative and flat with a, with a stock price that had completely run away to the upside, which to us means it's more been squeeze, uh, you know, it's more of a squeeze than a fresh buying driven by somebody changed their mind about, about fundamental value or, or something like that. Um, this is another good, good monster. Is, is that a really good technical spot to short? Actually, um, I really like that one. Um, but there's a lot of other names in here, man. Like, how? Wait, what contract would you be doing? What period? These are all these are all weeklies. If if we're betting on just earnings, we're doing weeklies. Um, especially because, you know, I'm I'm not a financial advisor. I'm just saying, if you just do the earnings bet portion of it and are wrong, you can then enter again from the more advantageous level as opposed to having a longer term trade that's that's neither here nor there and kind of impaired. You can take the view, have the view, uh, settle the view, and then take a new view as opposed to kind of trying to blend your views together and getting one kind of, you know, uh, crummy view. And by the way, that's exactly what I did with Google uh, and how my portfolio is is doing uh, better than than it, it should have. I, I will say I, I'm bleeding from Pinterest, but that Google short uh, is helping me out quite a bit. I'm now in the money on it. Check this one out. This is this is one, you know, I've, I've talked about ABBV. I've talked about AZO. I've talked about names that I like to short late into a bear market. That, that haven't had a chance to get knocked over yet. So we don't have an overly bearish call per se on this. And oh, look at that. Okay, so when I checked this out this weekend, this thing was on its butt. Oh, look at that charging up. 
So I will wait for after earnings on that one, given given that change. I just saw that. I had I had uh, been on Felico a night and a half ago, and, and look at how much that's changed. So we will we will not be trading that one. But but Cigna, I got my eye on you for a short. Uh, maybe I'll get lucky, and, and it'll be a we'll have a green resolution to earnings, and I can sell the green. Um, that's that's definitely a, a, a PA trade I really really like if if they if they give me a good level into it. Um, so. Tyler, I did an experiment last week. Something I just want to mention. I saw something like this where I wanted to go short. Uh, and yet I saw the short-term earnings power just accelerating like hell on it. So you know what I did is I built, I actually bought a couple calls to resolve before the earnings. And that earnings date became the get out signal for me. And that actually ended up working out quite well for me. That makes sense. There, There are opportunities to trade the earnings run up if, if you're yeah. willing to trade that and you're willing to you're willing to exit that's that's the most important thing in any trade is it's easy to enter a trade are you willing to exit will you just take the i don't care if it feels good it feels bad are you willing to exit so if you are that willing was, to uh idxx yes week. that was a good and, trade uh i i was able i, I cleaned off 25 percent on it uh, and then uh, they and then they shot down. So yeah, so that's that's an interesting one. That's something we're definitely monitoring. I use that as a cancel signal on a trade, where where if we see a big run up on the one day, even if I thought I had a bearish divergence, that'll that'll uh, basically filter that out and, and eliminate it as a trade. Um, so you just saw that happen there in real time because I really am yeah, looking long and hard at Cigna uh, as a short. Has and that's a that's a cross uh, cross process trade. That's fully go. That's my positioning stuff. That's that's pretty much everything. What um, does that mean for possibly even taking both sides of it? Well, if you want to trade the straddle, uh, that's so. I always talk about we're not trading the straddle here. We're just taking a one sided directional bet. You can buy the straddle. You can buy the at the money put and call and get paid for as long as you get an outsized move. The the trade pays, but the, the straddles going into earnings can generally be six, seven, eight, nine, ten percent. So you have to be betting on a pretty big move to make uh, an earnings straddle worth your while. They are, you know, we we can definitely start to to look at that and isolate the straddle as opposed to making a directional bet. But that is the the risk profile changes. Well, so um, unless you believe, though, that there's going to be a difference in a movement pre-earnings and post-earnings, in which case you can benefit off of both sides. So I, I, I'll tell you this. Um, I saw this with what was one of the tickers last week. We saw a huge pre-earnings movement, which I wish I could have benefited off of because I saw this direct, this this motion happening in the earnings power. And then the earnings uh, came out and it made my original trade profitable. But I wish that I had been able to clean off some on that pre-earnings movement at the same time. So that's that's called a hang on, let me let me let me go over here and run the this caption before I try to drop any <laughs> We are not financial advisors. <laughs> yeah, before I before I start talking about call calendars, we are not financial advisors. So to your point, there are uh, 
structures whereby, for example, you can sell a call at a near date to buy a call at a far date. Basically, you're expecting nothing to happen in the short term and then something to happen in the long in the the more longer term, I guess, even if it's a one week, two week kind of structure where you're you're short the one call and you're long the second one a week later because you're betting the the catalyst won't move it enough until the week after or, or something like that. But yes, you definitely there are different option structures to take advantage of exactly how you think the path is going to be. And that's what I think is interesting about this is we make path dependent price predictions. So to the extent that you have a model for the path, you can, in addition to just buying options, you can uh, potentially sell options where price isn't going to go because we know where knowing where something isn't going to go is just as important as knowing you know where it is going to go. Hmm. Uh, I'm distracting you a lot, Tyler. Let's get no, back to it. No, that's that's this is this is good. Nobody wants to hear me drone on about about earnings. I, I gave I gave you guys our two trades, and really, you know, if I could just zoom out here and and have you take a look at column F. I mean, look at that. That's a lot of red there. Mm -hmm. um, <coughs> pardon me. Square's an interesting one. Given its exposure to crypto, um, Square I'm and wondering. PayPal this week. There's to me the most interesting part of this will be the follow. Um, mm. I think it's it's going to knock the pins down and, and set up a whole new board for us to trade, which I think is is fantastic because this board has been getting kind of stale. Um, so that's that's really my biggest hope is is we're just essentially shuffling here, and and when we come out of this will be able to provide some really good clean sector views. And that's why we've been more focusing on earnings than sectors during earnings season, because as we pointed out, if, if you have a, a good call on a, on a sector, broadly speaking, but earnings aren't cooperating with you, it's not really a good call. So we like to see these things clear. When you are betting on earnings, we like to be clearly betting on earnings. And then once those clear, we would, we would prefer to make, you know, whatever, whatever the prevailing data from, from Folico tells us to, to do, which at the moment is, is still bearish. You know, at Square, I was looking at the chart in Folico for, for that one. Um, I mean, there's just, there's just no, there's no pulse there. No one's, no, there's no one's a problem. Problem. I don't know I'm hoping for it. I'm not seeing, yeah, I'm not seeing much to really, I mean, the, the stock price is shot downward. So is that problem that we're seeing there in E73 already priced in? That's the big question I have there. And, and I don't know that I'm confident enough to call that. So yeah, I guess leave that one alone. And those are tough. Those are tough. We'd, we'd rather trade those on the follow. For example, if they squeeze it a ton, then we'll, we'll short it. If, if it you know, dumps a ton like Roku, then we can buy it. There's, there's no hurry. If yeah. there's no edge, there's no hurt. That's that's really the 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 size of it. And and in this case, we think we have a couple edges, but aside from that, no hurry. Hmm. All right, gang, we got to let you go for the day. We got to get to trading tomorrow. I'm gonna be out. Uh, I'm I'm doing a little procedure, um, and so um, we're gonna be back here, Tyler, Thursday morning, uh, eight thirty a.m. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining.
And uh, we will see you in two days for more Stocks to Watch with Folico Live. Thank you, everyone, for joining.